0: No, 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 because if we say we're doing 20 minutes, it's going to run for 25. If we say 25 minutes, it's going to be for 30. And if we say 30 minutes, it's going to run for two and a half hours.
1: I agree with that statement. So... so-
0: Hello everyone and welcome to the very first of what will be many to come leagues cup date episodes we are here with the MLS Now podcast we're reviewing day one the July 21st group stage matches we have a lot to talk about and we're going to try and do this in not a lot of time joining me today is of course our trusty co-host Mr. Gavin Rushnell you can find him on Twitter at lionsblog1 hello Gavin hello hello how are you I'm well, and I didn't introduce myself. I'm Russell. Look at this great, great podcast hosting to start off episode one. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Dangerous. You can find the podcast on Twitter at MLS Now Podcast. You can uh, also find us on Instagram and Threads under that same name. So, with that out of the way, Gavin, let's jump into a very, very busy day one. Let's start with the headline. It's got to be Cruz Azul one Inter Miami. Two, where do we even begin with this, Gavin? It, I,
1: I, think it happened. Begin, I think we <laughs> begin at the end. Yeah,
0: You're right. We have to begin at, at the end. He, he did the thing. Messi debuted. He did the thing. It was a storybook ending. The Writers Guild of America is on strike. Clearly, they outsourced the script because you couldn't have written it better than that. It's You
1: couldn't. Yeah. I mean, I was at the Orlando game and... It was funny. News was spreading very quickly amongst the crowd. Messi scored a 94th minute winner.
0: (laughs) Off a free kick from 20 yards out.
1: Yeah. People were definitely watching this, uh, keeping an eye on Messi's debut. And I I like how you're wording it. He did the thing. Uh, Just absolutely immense. The video has been seen how many millions of times. I mean, every time Messi does anything, it's going to get seen uh, millions and millions of times. Go look at the highlights on YouTube. I think those have over 1 million views on YouTube just for Miami versus Cruz Azul. So
0: yeah, uh, the the MLS account officially on Twitter put out the Lionel Messi is not human tweet mm-hmm. right when that happened. I think that video is already at like 43 or 45 million views.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So they're, they're doing all right. Apple execs are patting themselves on the back. Uh, the Moss brothers are patting themselves on the back. MLS is patting themselves on the back. Everyone is probably very happy. That that goal was worth the 60 million that Messi probably is going to get paid this year just by Miami alone.
1: Yeah. So you watched the match, right? Obviously I didn't because I was at the Orlando City game, but Correct. uh you watched the match. So how was it just from a a, stan- a match standpoint?
0: So from a match standpoint, Cruz Azul has one goal from three league matches in Liga MX. They sit in dead last in the Apertura of Liga MX, I understand why, because they had so many chances, an unbelievable number of chances. A more clinical team probably puts four or five past Miami, and this is not a Messi saves Miami redemption story. It's a Lionel Messi debuts losing 4-2 or 5-2 to Cruz Azul, but horrific finishing. I mean, there was just, they could not buy a goal for large parts of this match. And Drake Calendar did really well. You know, that's... Yeah. Lionel Messi was the man of the match. He was selected, but without Drake Callender in goal, making some of the stops that he did, this is not a win for Miami.
1: Yeah, um, I did see that Calendar had a really good performance in the match. A uh, big win, nonetheless, uh, however it comes. Uh, poor finishing from the better team, What uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, and that's really why teams want players like Lionel Messi because you can have a poor performance and he's good enough to do something insane like a free kick in the 94th minute Uh, you don't see those very often uh, and only the the best of the best can really pull that off consistently and he definitely is one of those so good to see for uh, Miami and the league as a whole Uh, I did see bits and bobs of Busquets performance as well right Uh, and he looks like Puskas very comfortable on the ball, uh, really good at uh, spacing and awareness, uh, awareness one bad, of where he's at on the field.
0: But one bad yeah. turnover, one horrific yeah. turnover that a better team capitalizes on, and Cruz Azul did not.
1: Okay, well, it so, is what it is. First game,
0: it, right? it is what it is. You know, one last one, just last note, right? This was a spectacle in every sense of the word. I don't know if you saw the pregame; they got a full one hour pregame. They were interviewing people. They interviewed Kim Kardashian, who was there. LeBron James was there. They were constantly finding celebrities in the crowd. They had Becky G. They televised the national anthem, which they almost never do for MLS matches. And I don't know if they televised the national anthem for any other match in League's Cup. But this was a spectacle in every sense of the word. They made it as high production value as possible. And if they do this for every single MLS match, or at minimum, every single Inter-Miami match, they're going to get more eyeballs, and it's going to change the perception of MLS, even for the casual viewer, who's going to be like, oh, wow, all these celebrities are here? This must actually be a really exciting league. So, good on them.
1: Yeah, it's fun, And I know we're trying to limit this 25 minutes, so I'll right. be quick with this. But I was thinking about it the other day, and it's going to be really important that the commentators are high quality for the matches that Messi plays in. I I feel like the best of the best commentators have to be on show in the, in the match in the Messi matches because commentators are really important to the sport. And so just the whole entire production needs to be high. Um, As I've said plenty of times before, uh, what, Messi coming to the league basically puts the onus on the league that they have to show that they're a serious league. I'm going to be honest. The All Star game, the running around on the pitch, doing interviews was really cringy and hard to watch. And uh, I, I just stuff like that is what holds the league back, in my opinion. We won't go too down down that too far down that rabbit hole. Um, We'll but save yeah, that Messi for is podcast. so important. Yeah, Messi is so important to the league, and the league has to show that they're good enough, um, on and off the pitch. Agree.
0: That said, very special moment. Can tell you as a as an MLS fan, that felt good. Oh yeah, felt really good. So, all right, let's move on. We're gonna go to Orlando one, Houston one, decided. By penalty kicks, the first of three that we're going to talk about, it was Orlando scored five, Houston four, two points going to Orlando, one to Houston. Gavin, you were there. You were in person. Tell me about this match.
1: Yeah, so in terms of just the result, first and foremost, uh, both goals probably on another day shouldn't have happened. Penalty call was very, 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 very soft. Uh, Charmin Ultra Soft, you might say. And for uh, Houston, I should say. And then the Duncan McGuire goal comes off of just him pressing the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper just giving it away. So the two goals on the day were kind of like, eh. But I would say 1-1 is a fair result based on how the two teams played. Really looked like a game where both teams were trying not to lose rather than going all out for the win. Uh, So evenly matched game, but still a little bit of caution there so uh yeah then orlando went on penalties fun fact orlando are undefeated in penalties as a club in its history it's done it over i think nine or ten games that have gone to penalty shootouts and, and so this was just another one added to the list and so orlando get the two points and are still alive in the uh group stage
0: yeah and Houston still picked up one point from this. They're not totally out of it yet. Yep. We'll talk more about what group stage actually looks like with penalty kicks in it later. So just put a pin in that one for now. We're going to move on to Austin 1, Mazatlan 3. This was the first Liga MX team to win on the night. The only one to win outright, for that matter, on the night. Jossie Zardes went off injured, went off limping. That was semi notable i mean look zardes is not the world beater striker that some teams have within mls and i i don't know if anyone has a world beater striker but he's not what you would consider your absolute top tier must have striker but he's still an important piece for them so be interesting to see how they do in the second match austin are in trouble though because i don't know if you lose your first match, if you're likely to advance at all in the way these group stage formats are set up. And I I don't know what's going on with them at all. They've been wildly inconsistent. I know they're up to fifth in the league, but they don't look like they're a convincing team right now.
1: Yeah. We were talking about it off air and the scenario that seems has to happen is Austin need to win against Juarez. Juarez needs to beat Mazatlan. And then it comes down to for the first tiebreakers head to head, uh, but since they all beat each other, it all, it'd be tied. So then it goes to goal difference as the second tiebreaker, and so basically, you're putting it down to you know can you beat Juarez by three or you know two or three goals, and then can Juarez beat Mazatlán by I don't know two or three goals to get your goal difference higher than them. Right. So
0: I, and I think that's the scenario for Austin to win the group stage. I think if Austin beats Juarez, Juarez loses to Mazatlan, then Austin will still advance. Because it it depends on. Say that again. I thought one and two advance from leaks cup
1: one and two advance. Right. But Austin have zero points and Mazatlan have three. So in that scenario, everyone would have three.
0: Right. But if Juarez loses to Austin, Juarez and Juarez loses to Mazatlán, they'll have zero.
1: Oh, I see. I see. Yep. Okay. So at at minimum, I didn't think about that. Yep.
0: At minimum, Austin needs to win, or they need to win on PKs, and Juarez needs to lose to Mazatlán. Yeah. At bare minimum.
1: Going to be going to be interesting to watch how these play out and all the little scenarios based on the group stage of three uh and and just on those final game days i'm really excited to see those matches yeah so,
0: all right all right we're gonna move on to keep this short gavin we're gonna go to dallas to charlotte two. this one went to penalty kicks as well charlotte winning that four one dallas you said they were unlucky not to win and i'm curious to hear a little bit more about that
1: yeah, Dallas started the game the better team. I think Charlotte grew into the match. But overall, uh, Dallas had the better chances. They had the better opportunities to create chances, and they didn't take advantage. And, it, you know, it's 2-1. It's getting down to the wire. And Charlotte get a free kick with two minutes of stoppage time left. And they just float it into the box, and it kind of falls Ben Bender's way, and it goes in. It, it's just kind of like one of those... It's just one of those things that happens sometimes. I wouldn't say Charlotte deserved to tie this match based on what I saw. And so I would say Dallas deserved to win. Just poor finishing, poor execution. And it bit them in the ass because they get to the penalty kicks and I think they only scored one out of three attempts. And they lose like four to one or something like that. So yeah, it was... Not a great day on offense for FC Dallas, and on a different day, they would have won this match outright. Well, props to Charlotte for for sticking in there, but
0: good on them. Um, Charlotte's had a rough season. I, I think a good performance in League's Cup would go a long way to helping their fans feel better about the season.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a cup competition.
0: Yeah. Look, this still counts as a trophy. Winner goes into the Champions League for Concacaf, so or sorry, not the Champions League, the Concacaf Champions Cup.
1: Don't they get a million bucks too, or does the winner get a million? Two two million, million?
0: okay. But it's split, you know, split up amongst the teams. Personally, I actually really like that because it's a sizable enough amount that for some of your players, if you evenly split that amongst the senior roster, you know, let's say that's twenty eight spots i think between your senior yeah. and then supplemental and reserve items or reserve roster i think but i mean look two million dollars split 28 ways it, it's not making a big impact for your designated players but your guys who are on senior minimums making say 100 grand or less per year that like that's is a, huge a bonus yeah. yeah that's like a 50 percent bonus that's not bad i'd take a 50 percent bonus at any job i'm at
1: Absolutely, me too.
0: All right, we're going to move on to another draw, if you can believe it, Gavin. <laughs> uh, Club Leon 2, Vancouver Whitecaps 2. This one went to penalties. Now, bear with me here. It's a very large number. Uh, Leon wins this on penalties 16 to 15. Uh, this went to 19 rounds of penalty kicks. Vancouver should probably feel hard done because Takawaka had two saves very early on, mm-hmm. I think by... Like by round nine, right? I I think round uh, penalty kick number four and penalty kick number eight, Takawaka saved. And Vancouver, and for that matter, penalty kick number three, Club Leon hit the post. So penalty kick number three, Vancouver also hit the post. Penalty kick number four, they had saved. And then penalty kick number eight, which could have won it for them, they hit the post again. So twice, players were way too aggressive and got bit by it instead of just trying to keep it on target. I, that's I That sucks, personally. Takawa, Takawaka did great. I mean, he guessed the right direction so many times. On a different night, that man probably has like five or six saves. But yeah, I mean, really? also on, on a different night, Takawaka guesses zero times correctly, and t- we're still talking about this as a... 1615. So it really doesn't matter. Point being, Vancouver's really fun to watch. <laughs> Just that's that's what it is. I enjoy watching Vancouver. So um yeah, I mean, do you have any impressions of this? Otherwise, I I'm happy to talk about Ryan Gauld, who
1: That's made... exactly where whatever I was yeah. <laughs> where I was going next. Ryan Gould go on that it. counterattack. I mean, such an enjoyable player to watch. Cordova really good finishing on the night, but man, that transition with gold and he just slipped it it's through so to good. Cordova oh my Cordova gosh. Uh, with the really good finish there. So uh, really enjoyable the to watch. Yep. Yep. Both, both finishes um, with good movement from him off the ball and uh, really good finishing as well.
0: Yeah. And I mean, look, Club Leon capitalized on the chances that Vancouver gave them. They had a really bad clearance that, Ended up going eventually yep. back to an unmarked runner. And then another one, I I will admit, was just it was so quick on capitalizing in transition that I was like, well, what even just happened? How did Leon score that? So good on them. Like, good teams capitalize on the chances that they're given. They were given two chances on a silver platter. They took both of them. So not bad. I would say on the night, I have no issues either, either of these teams winning and a draw doesn't feel that bad so
1: yep so we are now i'm gonna i'm gonna do this every episode which is daily uh if we haven't said that then our apologies these are going to be daily updates um we have seen i'm going to track the mls versus liga mx matches throughout the entire tournament and currently we are one win for liga mx one draw one win for mls did i get that right
0: One win for Messy League Soccer, right?
1: Messy League Soccer, yep. Right. So,
0: yep. That's where we're
1: at. I'm calling the draws draws. I'm not calling a penalty shootout win a win.
0: Yeah. Both teams take points. I think it's still fine to call that a draw. Yep. So, now, Gavin, we briefly talked on it. Do you want to talk a little bit about what the group stages look like as far as advancing goes, just so people have a quick primer on it? And then we won't talk too much about the rules going forward. I think worth noting, if you won your opening match, chances are you're getting through. I think it would be extremely unlikely that someone wins their opening match and does not pass to the second, like the next stage.
1: Just based on the rules and only two matches being played. I think so.
0: Right. And the first tiebreakers head to head result. So you have to get into this weird, a very weird scenario in order to get past head-to-head result mattering. Yeah. So, otherwise, I mean, is it too early to say if anyone's not making it? Can we say that Cruz Azul unlikely to make it? Because, I mean, their finishing is not not something that I think someone makes it out of group stages with, personally. I
1: think we can definitely identify teams at risk, which it's going to be obvious, um, since it's going to be the teams that lost. But I'm actually going to call out Dallas. Um, they play Naksasha. N- N- Nakasha? Maybe it's Nakasha. Um, next. And so if they lose that match, they are out, basically, because they've played their two matches. They only have one point. Charlotte already has two points. So, uh, yeah, Dallas are at risk. Um Austin. Austin are definitely at risk because they have right. Juarez next, and then Houston know, at risk. Oh my gosh, um, all three Texas teams. <laughs> <laughs> the Texas teams could be out immediately oh, no. <laughs> in the in the Mexican competition. <laughs> so, yeah. Other than that, um, if you lost, you're at risk, and I think if if you are uh, Dallas, you're at risk because of the quality of opponent up next.
0: Yeah, that's very fair. Uh, as far as storylines go, Gavin, on this day we've already talked about it a million times, right? It messy is the storyline.
1: Messy is the storyline.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so many people that watched this match. An unbelievable number of people. I actually talked to someone today. I was at a pop-up for a restaurant, and they were one of the few people I talked to who did not watch this. They were actually watching U.S. Women's National Team against Vietnam. Good for them. And Yeah, great for them. I told them, I'm like, I really wish I could have watched that as well, but I had to do a podcast on Messi the next day, essentially. So I, I had to pick and choose there. So it's uh, it is a shame that those were scheduled at the same time.
1: But. Can I just say, um, if there was a secondary headline, because it's obviously always going to be Messi's debut, and then he went and did the thing, um, I would say some, a couple soft penalty calls. Not sure if that's a uh, the referees were told to, <laughs> like a strategy almost. Maybe. To have some of the to have some more penalties called in this tournament to you know get the drama going, but obviously like I referenced, Orlando City had a soft penalty. I think the Austin penalty that they got their goal from was pretty soft. and the I think in the Charlotte and the Dallas versus Charlotte match, uh, there was a soft penalty there as well. I think that's the right game for the other one. So uh, just keep an eye out on soft penalties uh, for the next few days. Um, that'd be my other headline today.
0: Very fair. I am exceedingly excited to watch some more matches. So let's keep the MLS vs. Liga MX stat going as well. 1-1-1 one, one, and one is not too bad for day one. This is, I think this is the test, right? If you want to say that MLS is becoming a quality league, are we better than the other major league in North America? So yeah, let's find
1: out. I think we should include one thing in these... In these updates I think we should help out the the listeners so if you're listening to this uh, Sunday or, or Saturday we're gonna post this as soon as we get off <clears throat> uh, there are five games going on today uh, seven two games starting off at 7:30 Eastern one game starting off at eight one game starting off at 9:30 Eastern that looks like a tasty one RSL versus Seattle. And then one starting off at 10 Eastern. And then if you're listening to this on um, Sunday. Sunday, you've got five more games uh, starting at seven Eastern, ending at nine Eastern for kickoff times. So uh, just be aware that there are games just about every day. No, no games on Monday, but just about every day um, throughout this group stage. So just, just make sure you're tuning in and you're aware
0: absolutely now with that said gavin we are gonna wrap up thank you for making some time as always listeners thank you for listening keep you know keep tuned in we're gonna be doing this every single day gavin till next time which is gonna be very very soon for that matter
1: yep see you tomorrow